As we continue in this season of Lent, we continue to consider what it looks like in our lives to let go and let God. We've been talking about letting go of our worry, letting go of grudges, letting go of our shame. And today we're talking about letting go of our comfort zone. Our scripture for today comes from Joshua 1 verses 1 through 9. And so I invite you to listen with me for the voice of God speaking to your life and to mine. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of a land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. My friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, we ask that your truth and your light might shine through these words today and might speak to our hearts, illuminating us, so that in the places where we cower in the dark, we can instead step out confidently into the light. So we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There's an old story about a king who was gifted to beautiful peregrine falcons. They were magnificent birds intended to inspire the king and his court with grace and prowess, but they were young and they needed training. So the head falconer, who was known as the best trainer in all of the local nations, worked diligently with these falcons in preparation for the day that they would take their first flight for the king and his court. Finally, the day came for the falcons to be released for their first flight, and the king and the court, they emerged in anticipation. The falconer released the two birds, but only one took to the sky. So the king summoned the falconer to find out what had gone wrong. I've never encountered a bird this stubborn before, said the falconer. He went on to describe how the creature had ignored, refused, and stubbornly lashed out at every attempt that he and his assistants made to coax the bird into action. 
the bird just wouldn't fly. The king assured the falconer that he really believed the bird would fly. He probably just needed a couple of extra weeks. But after another week or so, the falconer returned, exasperated. I can't do it anymore, he said. This bird is hopeless. And to boot, the aviary is falling apart because the other birds are being neglected. Basic tasks are being put off. I'm sorry, said the falconer but I can't work with this bird anymore. Frustrated but determined, the king summoned a shaman because it was said that the shaman had a particular way with animals. Don't worry, said the shaman. I speak their language. But after several more weeks of work and several more assurances from the shaman, it turned out that the shaman failed to get the falcon into the sky as well. Every attempt to get the creature to leave that branch was met with the same resistance that the bird had always shown before. That bird refused to fly. Finally, determined but desperate, the king asked for someone who was familiar with the local countryside to come and work with the falcon. And so a local farmer was brought in. In less than an hour of the farmer being there, the falcon was flying. Amazed as he watched the bird soar over his head, the king summoned the farmer and asked him how he managed to achieve what every expert could not. To which the farmer replied with a small shrug, it was pretty simple actually. I just cut the branch that the falcon was sitting on. Friends, it is not easy for us to leave our comfort zone. Sometimes the only way that we will step outside of what is comfortable for us is to have our comfort taken away. Joshua and the Israelites, they knew what this felt like. For 40 years, they had followed Moses through decades of discomfort because Moses was the one who could hear God's voice and Moses was the one who could pursue that vision. Moses had heard God call the Israelites out of slavery and oppression. He had followed that pillar of cloud and fire. He had ascended and descended Mount Sinai, his face shining with God's light, bringing them the commandments, smashing the golden calf, pointing them toward manna and quail. Moses was the one who pronounced God's blessing and God's judgment, the one who negotiated the needs of the Israelites with God, the one who took those first steps toward the promised land and continued to step onward for 40 years. For 40 years, Moses was the Israelites' comfort zone. Until one day, Moses was gone. Before they could get out of the wilderness, before they could enter the promised land, the Israelites found themselves in the same empty expanse that they had always been, but without the one 
who assured him that they would indeed one day arrive at their destination. Their life-saving branch had been cut out from underneath them, and it left them to face the only two options that were left. Would they fall or would they fly? Has there ever been a time in your life where the branch has been cut out from underneath your feet? When you were forced to leave your comfort zone, even though you would have preferred to have stayed. Perhaps like the Israelites, it was a time when someone that you loved either died or left. A spouse who always took care of your finances or who cooked your every meal. Or a parent or a grandparent who is always present to provide you guidance and support. Perhaps it was a friend who texted you every night before bed. Perhaps it was the pastor who announced his retirement. Or maybe your comfort zone was lost when you experienced a sudden job change or needed to move house in order to respond to new work or family. Sometimes we are forced out of our comfort zone by circumstances that are beyond our control. And so we are pressed into a choice. Will we fall? Or will we fly? Truthfully, this choice, it exists for us more often than just when we are forced into it. Each day, we find ourselves with this option in circumstances that might be much smaller than some of these drastic ones we've just talked about. Do we stay with what we know, with what is familiar, with what is comfortable, or do we consider something new? Do we step out in faith? When we are presented with something that is unfamiliar, do we shelter ourselves and hide, or do we stretch out our hands to explore? God has some specific instructions for Joshua and for the Israelites, when they find themselves wandering around outside of their comfort zone, God tells them to be strong and courageous. And God doesn't say it just once, but God says it three times. Verse 6, Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore that I would give to them. Verse 7, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with what Moses taught you. And in verse 9, I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Biblical scholars make the point that the Bible repeats things on purpose. The more often that something is repeated, the more important it is. And so here is God's direction to Joshua and the Israelites and to all of God's faithful people ever since. Whenever we find ourselves outside of our comfort zone, when we have that option of falling or flying, be strong and courageous. Don't forget that God is with us. 
go ahead and fly. I believe that God says this to Joshua because God knows, and so do we, that there are people in our world and in our community of faith that would prefer to fall. Just like the falcon who refused to leave his perch on the branch, some of us too can absolutely refuse to leave our comfort zones, choosing to ignore and snap at anything that is unfamiliar and at anyone who is wanting to coach us otherwise. We will ignore our spouse's request to try a new hobby. We will ridicule our company's effort to equip us with a new skill or with a new program. We will refuse to listen to our friend's unfamiliar approach to politics or social issues. And in the same way that we can refuse to leave these social comfort zones that we exist in, we can also refuse to leave the spiritual comfort zones that we exist in. One commentator describes our spiritual comfort zone this way. He calls it a state of belief where Christians seek to live out their faith without the presence of any spiritual anxiety or conflict. They adopt a spiritually neutral condition by limiting their faith to deliver a nondescript level of commitment, usually without any sense of spiritual curiosity or adventure. Comfort zone Christianity brings about a spiritual mediocrity that wallows in self, that goes through the motions of serving God without assuming any of the risk of serving God. Friends, sometimes in our desire to keep up the appearance of being good people, sometimes in our fear of being perceived as either not religious enough or too religious, it can be tempting for us to sit on our spiritual perch and not exercise our wings. It can be easy for us to sit together and warm a pew without allowing God to warm our hearts. Stanford professor Carol Dweck published research in 2006 about the two most common ways that people manage their comfort zones. She labeled those who refuse to leave their comfort zones as people who possess a fixed mindset. They are people who are consumed by the desire to appear smart and appear confident. And so they choose to preserve that appearance by avoiding challenges, by giving up easily, by seeing effort as fruitless or wasteful by ignoring useful feedback, and by feeling threatened when others experience success. However, Dweck says that those who are willing to leave their comfort zones possess what she calls a growth mindset. Rather than wanting to appear smart, their desire is to actually learn. 
People with a growth mindset tend to embrace challenges, persist in the face of setbacks, see effort as a path to mastery, learn from criticism, and find lessons and inspiration from stories where people are succeeding. Those who operate out of the fixed mindset, they can often feel stuck or plateaued. And they often hold a deterministic view of the world in which they don't believe that anything can change or that any transformation is truly possible. But those who operate out of a growth mindset have a greater sense of free will because they are confident that there are always more ways to learn, always more to be discovered. As Christians... We are people who absolutely believe in transformation and in limitless eternity. We believe that to the point that we believe that death can be transformed to life, that we believe that hate can be transformed into love. We believe that betrayal can be transformed into forgiveness. It's great that we have research like Dweck's on fixed mindsets and growth mindsets to help us to understand how we might cope with the world around us. But our scripture for today makes it plain that as God's children, we are called to one of those and not to the other. We are called to be bold and courageous, to keep walking even when our guide has left, to keep walking as an act of faith in knowing that we do not walk alone, but that God continues to walk with us. There's this other folk story about a spy who was captured by his enemy in the midst of a brutal war and was then sentenced to death. Before carrying out the death sentence, the general in charge of the execution gives the spy a strange choice. He told the spy that he could choose between a firing squad or whatever is behind a large, ominous door. The spy thought about it, and then after a few moments, he chose the firing squad. So after the sentence was carried out, the general then turned to his assistant and said, they always prefer the known way to the unknown way. To which the assistant then asked the general, so then what's behind that door? And the general answered, freedom. Friends, we have an opportunity. As we navigate this tricky situation, as we are looking to emerge this long time of quarantine, as we are looking to celebrate pastors that we love, as we are preparing to return to many of the things that will be familiar to us, let's not mistake a return to what is familiar as a return to our comfort zone. Several of the branches that we love to perch upon have already been cut. Are we going to fall or are we going to fly? I think that we should take encouragement from our scripture for today. I think that we should pack our favorite things from the past and take them along with us to a land that still lies ahead, 
to a place that we still haven't yet inhabited. And that we should remember all along what God tells Joshua in verse 5, when God says, No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And I will not fail or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Friends, when you have a chance to fall or to fly, let go, let God, and start flying. Amen.